Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story is Chapter 1, Buried Treasure. You never know where you might find buried treasure. Chris Vargas looked up from his Tiger Jet video game. His mother was standing behind him. Yeah, sure, like I'm going to find buried treasure in a bookstore. Mrs. Vargas knelt down beside Chris. He stared again at the screen in front of him. I mean, you might find something valuable there, she said. This is not an ordinary bookstore. This store has old, old books, some of them a hundred years old. So, Chris asked without looking up, who wants a dusty old book anyway? I'd rather play baseball. Mrs. Vargas looked at Chris, then at the television for a long time. Without saying another word, she walked over and switched the television off. Tiger Jet disappeared, and Chris watched the blank screen for a moment before turning to his mom. He didn't say anything. His face said it all. Look, I know you'd rather be playing baseball or here playing video game jets, but even though it's been raining all afternoon, I refuse to let you sit here on the floor and turn to mush. Chris looked at her and huffed. No more arguments, Mrs. Vargas said. You can even check with Ryan and see if he wants to go with you. Who knows? Maybe you two will find something you really like over there. Soon, Chris's friend Ryan was dashing through the rain from his front door to the Vargas's brown sedan. So where are we going, he asked as he leaped in. A bookstore, Chris said from the front seat. Why, Ryan asked, what kind of books does this place have? Chris shrugged. Mom? Mrs. Vargas smiled. Oh, they've got books about everything. Everything, Ryan asked. Everything, Chris repeated. Do they have books about baseball, Ryan asked. Yes, they have books about baseball, Mrs. Vargas said. Do they have books about Mars, Chris asked. Yes, I'm sure they have books about Mars, too. Ryan grinned. Do they have books about goats there? Mrs. Vargas paused. I'm pretty sure they even have books about goats there. Ryan and Chris looked at each other and grinned. Do they have books about goats playing baseball on Mars, Chris asked. Mrs. Vargas glanced at Chris, then playfully swatted him with her hand. Boys? When they arrived, Ryan and Chris were more impressed than they had expected to be. The Wonderworld used bookshop covered two stories of what looked like an old department store. Bookcases towered toward the ceiling high above the boys' heads. Clerks in the store had to climb up ladders to get books off the top shelves. Cool, Chris said. Where do we start? Anywhere you want, Mrs. Vargas said, smiling. I'll be in that corner with the craft books. Let me know when you found something interesting. Hey, mister, Ryan called to the man at the cashier's desk. Where do you keep all the old books here? The man chuckled, put down his book, and looked up. They're all around you, son. What's the oldest book you have here? Chris asked, joining Ryan beside the desk. The oldest book. Hmm. Well, I guess it's probably that old English book of poetry over there inside that glass case. He gestured over his shoulder. It's about 220 years old. Wow, the boys looked at each other. How much does that cost? Chris asked. The man chuckled again. Well, it's not for sale. I imagine it's worth about $5,000. Whoa, the boys said, impressed again. But there are plenty of other old books around here, and you'd be surprised. There are even some older ones that you might be able to afford. Ryan started to leave. Chris waited to ask one more question. Hey, mister, do you have any books about goats playing baseball on Mars? Ryan grabbed Chris and pulled him away, just as the two of them heard the old man spluttering behind them. Goats? Playing what? Where? Chris and Ryan laughed as they hurried down the aisles. They looked at the signs hanging from the ceiling that told them what types of books were stored there. Hey, adventure books are over there, Ryan said. Chris kept walking. Hey, here's sports, Ryan said. Chris stopped and started to turn when something caught his eye. 
What's that? he asked. He saw the torn corner of an old book sticking out from a stack of books on a bottom shelf. With a grunt, he lifted the other books aside and picked up the old one. Dust flew off the cover. What's a... a primer? Ryan closed his eyes for a moment. I think I remember that's what they called school books in the old days. That one looks like it's falling apart. Let's go over and look at the books on baseball. Chris ignored him. He sat on the step of a ladder behind him and opened the front cover. J. Elliot, he read. 1889. He looked up at Ryan. Wow, this book's over a hundred years old. Flipping carefully through the pages, he found that Ryan was right. It's a book to teach little children how to read, but the handwriting inside the cover looks like a man's handwriting. Ryan shrugged. My dad says that back in the old days, a lot of people didn't know how to read. Maybe this guy bought it for his kids, or maybe he was trying to teach himself how to read. Chris turned more pages. Wow, this is great. I wonder how much it's worth. That old school book looks like it's been through some hard times, the clerk said when they asked him. Its pages are water-stained and several are torn out. He closed the cover and weighed the book in his hand. The cover seems unusually thick, the man said. Well, sometimes they made books strangely back then. You know, my grandfather learned how to read with a book just like this one, and he lived right here in Mill Valley. Yep, sure enough, look here. The man opened the book to a page inside the front cover and showed them a stamp mark. Mill Valley School. Do you think the name on the inside cover was the owner, Chris asked? The man flipped it open and shrugged. There were a lot of adults in grade school back then. This was all wild frontier back in those days. Lots of outlaws, shoot 'em ups that sort of thing. They had to get schooling where they could. Cool, Ryan said. This guy could have been an outlaw. Tell you what, the man closed the book and looked up at the boys. This book has seen better days. I'll sell it to you for five bucks. Sold, the boys heard Mrs. Vargas behind them. If it's something that will keep Chris's attention off video games and baseball, it's well worth it. Mrs. Vargas paid for the book, as well as two books she had found. Chris and Ryan said goodbye, and Chris grabbed for the three books. His hand slipped, and his book fell to the floor with a crash. To his dismay, the cover and spine of the book came off. Pages scattered everywhere. Just a second, he yelled to Ryan and Mrs. Vargas. Ryan came back and helped Chris pick up the loose pages. Suddenly, Chris saw something strange. Hey, what's this? Chris picked up what looked like an old yellowed piece of newspaper stuck between two of the pages. Mister, this was in the book, Chris said to the clerk, holding up the newspaper clipping. The man glanced up, then went back to his book. Keep it or toss it, he responded. If you bought the book, whatever is in it is yours, too. Chris shrugged and put all the loose pages together. It was still raining when they got outside, and they had to run to the car. But Chris's mind was on something he thought he had seen in the newspaper clipping. He climbed into the back seat of the car with Ryan. He immediately pulled out the news clipping again. Mail train robbed outside of Mill Valley, he read from the headlines. What's that? Ryan asked. He pulled the news clipping over to look at it as well. Look at this, Chris said. He pointed to several lines underlined below. Several thousand dollars were lost in the robbery and have not been recovered yet. Train officials believe the money is hidden somewhere near Mill Valley. Chris and Ryan looked at each other. Buried treasure! Chris felt the thick covers of the book. What other secrets were hidden there? The story you have heard today is a chapter of the Shoebox Kids, Book One, The Mysterious Treasure Map. It was written by Jerry D. Thomas and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. 
If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.